So welcome to another episode of the Swamp Inside Ford Athletics. I'm your co-host, Anthony Beckham, and my other co-host. Jerry Brown. What's going on, man? Oh, not much, man. And as y'all can see, we are a little short-handed tonight. Prayers up for Marcus. He had a family emergency pop-up, so prayers up to him. Hopefully everything's all right. But we have a special guest joining us tonight. Long time no see from Rivals.com, first in San Florida, on the Rivals.com website we have. And also, what's the record site called again? The Night Report. The Night Report from Rivals.com. We have Hector Rodriguez joining us. Hector, you know he's cheating on Florida. How, how, how you doing tonight, man? Pretty good, man. How about yourself? I mean, we were good until we found out you were cheating on Florida with Rutgers. I mean, you know. I mean, oh, God. It's been going on for two years. Come on, man. It has been. I've known this for two years. This has this been my third season with Rutgers baseball. This, this man got family with Florida. He got a side family with Rutgers. I can't believe this. Outside family? This is this is a Maury show special right here. I'm just kidding. <laughs> please don't end up on that show. Nobody, please. But, um, yeah, this is going to be... This is going to probably be one a crazy episode with all the shenanigans that have gone on. Mm. Some shenanigans we can't talk about, we won't speak on. Other shenanigans we kind of can't speak on. But we will also brighten everything up by doing a baseball preview because the season starts in 29 days. I'm pretty sure fans are finally excited about that. But, um, yeah, let's kind of go ahead and jump into some of these shenanigans. Um. So Hector, um, yeah, we've had transfer portal talk. So there's been some good news that we've landed some guys from the transfer portal in recent weeks. So um, one of those guys being Micah, how do you pronounce his last name? Micah Mazuka. Is it? Is that how you pronounce it? I'm still trying to learn how to spell. How to <laughs> pronounce that one. Yeah, that that one's tough. I don't know how to say his name. Yeah, he's transferring in from Baylor. We landed Damian George, who's transferring in from Alabama. Tarada Mitchell, linebacker, transferring in from Ohio State. Knew about Graham Mertz from Wisconsin already. But, um, yeah, uh, so with some of these transfers, and Cameron Jackson, can't forget about him from Memphis, who I'm really, really high on, by the way, and Caleb Banks from Louisville. So they've hit on some of their spots in in trying to address this, this roster. So, Hector – which one of these guys do you feel like can come in and make the biggest impact? I definitely think Mike is going to be the guy that comes in and makes the biggest impact. He's done the most at the, you know, at Baylor. He was a very good player there. PFF was very high on him. And I think he's going to be a guy that's going to come in and he's going to probably be your starting left guard. I think he comes in, he'll replace Ethan White and kind of Osiris Torrance, even though I see Richard Leonard taking over a right guard. Um, Florida basically needed offensive line. I think they got a really good one, and it was a it was a surprise because, to be honest, with you, everyone expected him to go to Nebraska mm-hmm. because he had that prior relationship with Coach Matt Rule, and <coughs> excuse me, his brother also is at Nebraska. So it was very surprising to see him coming to Florida. I honestly wasn't ready for it. I had I had a tweet ready just in case, but I wasn't around my phone when he made his commitment, mm-hmm. and. So, like, three minutes after he made his commitment, I got on my phone. All of a sudden, I see notifications that Mike is committed to Florida. And I was like, oh, I got to go. I got to hit this tweet real quick. 
Yeah, yeah. Because it was definitely a surprise. Like I said, I anticipated Nebraska. I thought Florida had a better chance with John Campbell than they did with Micah. But, you know, Florida got the job done at the end of the day. That was a big pickup. Um, I like Cameron, Cameron Jackson a lot. I think he's a guy that's going to be an immediate starter. I think a lot of these guys are going to be starters. I think, you know, Damian George will probably be your starting right tackle. I think you move Austin Barber to left tackle. I really like what I saw out of him. I think Mitchell's going to be one of your starting linebackers with Samar James. I think if Mitchell can stay healthy, I think he's going to be better than most people anticipate. I think Grant Murch is going to be your starting quarterback. As of now, there's not really much else that you have on your depth chart. You know, it's Max Brown and Jack Miller. So we'll see what happens. And when it comes to Caleb Banks, I think he'll be a nice depth piece. And the Michigan linebacker mm-hmm. is going to be another depth. They're going to yep. be another depth piece because he, you know, like I said, I think Mitchell starts. He's got a great leadership. I think he'll do play a little bit of that Ventral role. He might not play like Ventral Miller, but I think his leadership and his high football IQ is something that really got Florida's. Um, coaches have interested in him. I think that's a big reason why he'll be a huge part of Florida's class and also just a great guy to have in the locker room. And that's important when you're trying to build a new, you know, a new culture. For sure. Right. Jerry, what about you? Um, I really, I was really excited about seeing that Michigan linebacker uh, transfer to us because I believe the kid has a few years left of eligibility as well. I think he can feel a definite need that we've had for a while, just having big linebackers that can make plays. Um, Mitchell is another one, like Hector was talking about, come in. And, you know, he has pretty pretty much a good amount of experience, so I look forward to seeing what he can do at his position. Um, anytime we get depth on the offensive line or defensive line, I am ecstatic. So that's cool. I think that was huge. And kid from Alabama, George. That's also going to be huge, man. So I, I think we have a lot to replace with Osiris Torrance and, you know, Ethan White. But I think with those those recent transfers, man, we should be able to have guys feeling pretty, you know, pretty smoothly. And I think they'll be all right, honestly. And Mertz, I'm not too sure what to expect from Mertz. I've seen some bad INTs, but I've also seen some flashes of talent. So I'm kind of whatever about him. You know, I'm just ready to see what he does. I'm gonna give him. I'm gonna give Mertz a chance. I I, I was yeah, I'm gonna give him a chance. I mean, I mean, you might not really have a choice. Yeah, well, I mean, we don't. That, that's very true. Yeah, he's, he's better than Jack Miller, I'm sure. Yeah. By the way, the linebacker Deuce um, Spurlock, the kid from Michigan, mm-hmm. actually got all four years. He registered right. this year, right? So he's yeah. basically like signing another high school recruit with yes. a little bit of college experience because he played two games at Michigan. That's really high with him too. Like, I really like what I saw. I went back and looked at his high school film and really like what I saw. So, you said what? Physical. Kind of looks like – kind of reminds me a little bit of a guy. I hate to be that guy, but like David Reese, maybe a little bit quicker. Which one? Oh, that was one. 30, 33. 33. <laughs> Speaking of the other David Reese, shout out to him. He ended up committing to Cal, so shout out to him. Oh, yeah, shout out to him for sure. That's a good spot for him. Yeah, yeah, he never got to, you know, cease the opportunity at UF, unfortunately. But he seemed like a great kid when we had him on the podcast. So I'm, I'm wishing him the best. 
Yeah, he had some injury yeah. issues in the beginning yeah. of his Florida career, and that probably didn't help him, you know, as he was trying to climb the depth chart. It did not, absolutely not. It didn't. And, um, for me, um, I would say Micah Mazuka as cool. I have a heck you pronounce his name. Um, think he comes in and makes the biggest impact. I think I read something where they said he was actually the second highest rated guard um, in the country. Actually, right behind Osiris Torrance. So I think he comes in and makes the biggest impact. And um, I like what I saw on film from Cameron Jackson as well. So I, I love what he brings to the table. I think it's going to be really those two because, we, as we always say on here, starts with the trenches. That's what you want to improvement. Always and so, forever will. So those two guys I think I, I see coming in making the biggest impact. And with Graham Mertz, hey, look, like I said, I'm going to give him a chance. There were some bad interceptions. But like you said, Jerry, there was also some flash there, too. Yeah. I'm going to be yeah. effective. Know how the fan base is. I know how the fan base can be. I've seen the message boards. And, uh, yeah. Um, Toxic behavior, bro. Just got to tune out. The vitriol that he gets. A lot of it's unnecessary. But, I mean, I understand as a fan, you want the best of the best. Because I do as well. But mm-hmm. I'm going to give him a chance. We're going to see what happens. If he turns yeah, to be a really good quarterback, a really solid quarterback for us, and we win games, I'm good. If so, not, you got to hit the drawing board again. I'm, I'm going to ask you, A.B. and Hector. So, <laughs> do y'all see this kind of being like a Austin Appleby type transfer or a little bit better? I hope to God not all. Shout out to Austin Appleby. And he shout out to him. He actually got a hit. Uh, not hit, coach. He's actually an assistant at UAB now. That's awesome. Yeah, I think he's going to be the wide receiver coach. Yeah, wow. he got, yeah, he just got the job there. So, shouts out to him if you're watching. Um, that's a great spot for him on Trent Dilfer's staff. I, I like the move, but uh, yeah, um, I hope it's not that kind of situation. At the end of the day, you know, Florida's not really going to lean on their passing game. It's going to be Montreal Johnson or Travis Etienne to the left, to the right, and right up the middle. Montreal Johnson who? What? Montreal Johnson and who? Trevor Etienne. You said Travis, so I thought he had some. My bad, my bad. <laughs> like, same I'll, name, same I'll, letter of the first name, Trevor Etienne. Same, same running style. It's all but, good. Um, yeah, good can we go next year real quick? Um, yeah, um, yeah do double duty. Yeah. Trevor. Yeah, yeah. And I think Florida's going to be landing, just so you guys know, I think Florida's going to be landing a commitment from the portal sometime in the near future. Mm-hmm. Um, not going to say who it is or who it could be, but there is some rumblings about Florida possibly landing another recruit from the portal. I'm not sure if he'd be able to enroll in spring because it might be a little too late for that. that yeah, if it's at a position I think you're talking about, Info I just got that may not happen. It's a depth piece, and at the end of the day, I don't, I don't view this guy as a starter. I'm gonna see something. Hold on. Should I go to my DMs right now? Yeah, um, but yeah, looking at I, I'll say this: looking at the pieces that we did land. 
we did hit on positions and add depth. So I like that we did that, but we still need more playmakers as well. I'm surprised. I'm kind of surprised that we haven't really landed anybody at the wide receiver position because I right. think that's the position we need to hit. Yes, I think we're who we're looking at being wide receiver one. Uh, Xavier Henderson. It's gonna be Ricky Pearsall since he's. Back. Oh, that's right. I forgot Pearsall's coming back. Yeah. So yeah. we have Pearsall, Xavier, and Frazier's. And Frazier's. I want to see. I want to see him. I want to see him next year too, because I kind of felt like, um, you know, with that after the Texas A&M game, you know, of course he got hurt, and it's like we don't see him anymore because because of the injury. I'm like, man, I think I think he could have been a guy that against uh, Florida State we could have easily used. Dude, we all we need was some wide receivers in that game, but I digress. No, and Florida's got a nice recruiting class of wide receivers. I think QG Wilson. Is a guy that can come in and make an immediate impact. Special. Yeah. I I can see him play, man. Yeah, I think getting him, I I know um, one one of the websites, you know, just rated him as a Mm -hmm. five-star. I'm very high on the kid, and I think the kid's going to be a really welcome addition. He'll probably have the earliest impact in this recruiting class, especially on the offensive side of the ball. Yeah, I definitely say as well. I mean, the kid is quick, shifty. He has breakaway speed. He has everything you want in a slot receiver. Anybody like that, you know, that you have an offense that you can get the ball to consistently. I mean, he has everything you want. So I'm I'm excited about that kid right there. But you know, I think Andy Jenkins can sneak in and get some playing time next year as well. Because because I mean Andy Gene, right? Yeah, Andy Gene, yeah, because his route running is some of the best route running I've I've seen from any wide receiver in this class. Um you know he's not he's not a burner, but faster than a lot of people think. And just think- silky smooth receiver. I, I really like what I saw what I've seen from him. I think he can really come in and make an impact next year as well. Him and Eugene Wilson. I think maybe if Ricky didn't come back, that would be a little bit more of a possibility. But with Ricky coming back and then being kind of very similar at wide yeah. receiver. You know, I I feel like you know you got to give the ball to Ricky. Ricky's got to be on the field ninety percent of the snaps if need be. So, you know, just it really just really depends on. And I think Eugene Wilson plays this you know as a slot just like Andy Gene. Mm-hmm. So Eugene's probably I think Eugene will get reps over Andy Gene, and until Andy Gene, you know, you know until Ricky leaves, I don't think we really we'll see too much of Andy, but. Right. I, I do like him a lot. You know, his he's very shifty as a wide receiver. He creates a lot of separation. And, I mean, he played a really tough schedule at Miami Northwestern, and he was able to ball out against quality competition. Of course. I hope we get to see a little bit of Mazel because Mazel probably – he'll come in and he, he might be one of the fastest wide receivers we have, like top three. Kid. I, know, get the job. I know he was hurt. I, I We got to see just – That's right. If he's going to be ready. For, what? That's right. I forgot he was hurt. Yeah, we just got to see if he if he'll even be able to play in spring. I know he's on campus. Yeah. Um, it just depends if he's healthy enough for spring ball. But we'll yeah. see. You know, at least he gets a head start with the playbook. So it's you know learning that. Mm-hmm. Way to get the job done, Gerald. Oh my gosh! Enough. It's twenty twenty three. Come on, <laughs> come on, brother. <laughs> well, I mean, you you had some work to put in, so. It's but uh, look, I just speak the truth. But uh, yeah, Hector, you might want to check your DMs and see if I'm right. No, I already saw who. It, it's who I'm thinking about. Yep, I figured. Yeah. 
I got we'll that. In, I got that late earlier tonight. So, yeah. Um, looking at everything, um, let's go ahead and I would I would want to bring up the basketball team, but I'm a little too. My eyes are sore right oh, now. Um, I'm, we, we can't do that tonight. That's a little too fresh for me. But um, let's go ahead and transition into baseball, because Hector, this is your bag, and um, we know you. We know you've been out there watching fall ball and everything, and, and also the Marlins whenever you can with the box seats and dugout seats that you somehow get. Must be nice. I, I don't know it's where passes. all this extra money came it's from. Press passes. It's that's different. He's got press passes. I don't know where this extra money came from. It's called getting – I don't know how – it's not even – I don't even pay. No, I have to pay for parking. It's uh, – I get passes to games. Ain't no way in the world. I'm, I'm right for this darn team. Y'all going to make me pay to park? Yep. Well, they're going to try to fix that this, this offseason. Because it's not the Marlins because the city of Miami controls – owns the parking lots that charges everybody. It's not the mm-hmm. Marlins. Oh, but they're going to try to fix that. Because for spring training, I don't have to pay for parking. I just show the guy a pass, and they let me through. Yeah, and, and real quick before we do do this transition, um, speaking of Miami and Marlins Park, can, can, since since you now get down there, pretty much, um, can you set up a, a heat game down in Marlins Park so they can break that attendance record that was set? Can, can you help set that up? Well, I mean, wait till the World Baseball Classic happens. In Miami, that's going to be incredible. Those that's going to be crazy. I cannot that, wait for that. If the Dominican Republic plays against the, the United States, that game will be sold out within oh, two that, hours. Yeah, that, that will be big. That'll be huge. That will be huge, and especially we, if Sandy pitches for the Dominican team, and Nestor yeah. pitches, and Nestor Cortez pitches for the American team, because that will be yeah. the entire city of Miami will try to, and also the city of Hialeah. We'll try to attend that mm-hmm. game. I'm going to be completely honest. If that game happens and Sandy Alcantara pitches, I'm going to be a little afraid. Because I'm going to tell you all right now, he's hard enough to hit on the video game. Imagine <laughs> trying to hit him in real life. Well, just ask, you know, just ask Mike Trout and Shoei Altani. They'll tell you how hard he is to see, you know, his pitches. This is nasty stuff. But speaking of nasty pitchers, Looking at this Florida baseball team, yeah, we landed Southern Miss pitcher. I think his name is – what is his name? Hunter Walter. Hurston Waldrep. Hurston Waldrep. We landed him from Southern Miss. He was their ace pitcher. He's now coming to Florida to, be, the, to join Brandon Sprote in his lineup, and I'm assuming Pierce Kapala, I would hope. Yeah, I, I view Kapala as a third arm. Yeah, that the first of all. If we get the compile that we saw before he missed basically the rest of the season, next season, I love that three-headed monster in that rotation right there. So tell us a little bit about Hudson because I I, I watched Southern Miss play a couple games last year with him pitching, and to me personally, he's got some of the best stuff in the country. Yeah, so Hurston Waldrop, he's not the biggest guy. He's maybe like 6'1", 6'2". Maybe a buck eighty, buck ninety, but two really elite pitches. He's got a big time fastball that's been clocked in the upper nineties. We'll touch mm-hmm. ninety eight and nine nine. You'll see that in the swamp in, you know, in Florida. And then you, he also has one of the best sliders in the country. He's got a great slider. It's probably his 
favorite strikeout pitch that's not the fastball has pretty decent feel for the changeup and also has a I believe what I think I think he calls it a cutter. Um, he's got four he's got a four pitch mix, so he's a kid that I anticipate will you know he'll be the number two starter for Florida because Brandon Spro will be the ace. He's coming back after being drafted as a third round pick, ninetieth overall to the Mets. He was the highest ranked. He was the highest draft pick that decided not to sign and actually went back to Florida. So, you know, it's big, you know, that's a huge addition. Um, you know, Spro, if he has, if he shows what he showed in the second half of last season, if he puts that together this season, Florida is going to be well, going to have one of the most dangerous pitch staffs and one of the most, you know, one of the best power arms in the country because you got Spro on Friday, Walter up on Saturday, and I anticipate that Pierce Capallo will be the Sunday starter. Um, basically, you know, he's big time lefty, you know, reminds me of AJ Puck. And, you know, his back is healed up. So I think, you know, he had a healthy fall. He looked pretty good. And I know Florida's coming into, you know, you know, coming back from winter break very healthy. So they should be 100% and ready to go for the upcoming season. Yeah. And see, we all, we already know about those names. And of course, Wyatt Langford, who I believe is going to be a Golden Spikes Award candidate this year. Because I think he's going to pick up where he left off from last season. So, um, so we know about those guys. Who is somebody that we should be on the lookout for? That whether they be a freshman or somebody that played last year, that you think can take the next step this year. One guy I'm interested in seeing is Tyler Shelna. He was a JUCO transfer. Was actually originally committed to Florida in the 2020 recruiting class, but because everybody coming back, Florida had number issues and. They weren't able to accept Walt Shelna, and he actually went the JUCO round, ended up recommitting to Florida as a JUCO player, had an awesome season, ended up leading the – actually ended up being tied for first in the state of Florida in home runs. He had like 18 home runs last season at Santa Fe. Um, I think he'll be the starting first baseman. If not, he'll probably DH. It really just depends on what Florida wants to do with Jack Caglione, who I think is, you know, the – one of the best two-way players in the country. Obviously, you saw what he can do with a bad. You, we haven't seen the arm yet since he had Tommy John surgery in high school, but this was a guy that MLB scouts were viewing him more as a pitcher than, than a hitter, and we already seen what he can do as a hitter. You know, he was a 280 hitter with with incredible, just raw power. I think we're going to see a lot more of what he's capable of. I think we see him more as a bullpen arm. I would love to see him as a closer because I feel like he's a guy that you could just put at first base for eight innings, and then you bring him in the ninth to close the game out for you. Right. And Jack Caglione is the guy that, that – that's one guy I was interested in looking at, because especially from a pitching standpoint, because of what you said. I mean, I remember this guy before the Tommy John surgery. I'll just say this, and I think you said this last year as well, Hector. This guy's not even supposed to be on campus right now. No, if he didn't have Tommy John surgery, he would have been a third round pick, most likely. Holy crap. And he would not be on campus. So Yeah, he would have he got Tommy John surgery two weeks before the draft. Jesus. Yeah. So it was very bad luck. At least it came out two weeks before the draft that his elbow was needed TJ. Another guy that another couple guys I'm interested in. Um Kate Kirtland was supposed to be a senior in high school this year. Ended up reclassifying. He enrolled early. He he's a 
freshman this year, middle infielder, family, long line of Gators, um, including two including two of his uncles played football at Florida. Um, you know, the kid kid's a beast. Kid's got incredible bat speed, good hands, line drive approach, hits to all fields. You know, I think he's a guy that if he doesn't he, he'll I think he'll play a ton this year. I don't know if he'll be the starting. You know, I don't know if he'll be a starter, but he was a guy that was a top 30 player in his class before he, you know, enrolled early at Florida. Another kid that I'm a big fan of is Dale Dale Thomas, Coastal Carolina transfer. Oh, um, yeah. I anticipate he'll be the second baseman or third baseman for Florida this upcoming season. Had really had a really nice production at Coastal Carolina. Good good combination of power and, and contact and so they actually asked BT Ryopel his opinion on Dale, and BT gave him like a, a seal of approval, a stamp of approval, whatever it is. And another kid, and it's actually a kid that I actually covered at Rutgers, Richie Sheikoffert. He was the starting right fielder at Rutgers. He's now at Florida. Um, Rutgers offense, if you knew college baseball, Rutgers offense is was potent last year. They were top five in the country in a lot of offense categories, especially batting average. They were they were easily the best hitting team in the Big Ten, and Sheikoffer wasn't one of the top guys, but he was still he was their eighth batter, and he was still batting like three sixteen. He's a good contact hitter, um, left-handed hitter, plays pretty good defense. I think he'll be a fourth outfielder for the Gators, but he'll he's a guy that could be a starter at most universities. I think you're, you know, if I'm looking at the infield today, BT Ryotel behind the plate. I'm going to go Tyler Sheldon at first. Second base, Colby Alter. I think we're going to see a much better version of him because he's he absolutely killed it in the Cape Cod League and almost got drafted because of it because he performed that well. He was an all-star there. Josh Rivera at short. Dale Thomas at third. Langford at left field. Michael Robertson at center field. He'll replace Judd Fabian. Michael Robertson was a freshman last year, suffered an injury. So he didn't play at all last year. So he'll be a redshirt freshman. Elite speed. Absolute elite speed. He's going to cover a lot of ground on the defense. Um, might even be your leadoff hitter for this upcoming season. And in right field, Ty Evans. We saw a little bit of him last year. He's got some nice power. You know, just want to see him take the next step. Make a little bit more contact. And at DH, I'm going with Jack Caglioni. Now, there was one name that you did not mention. And it leads me into the, the question of what happens with Derek Fabian? Uh, I think there's just a lot of talent. I think Derek is gonna have to is gonna be a depth piece. I think we'll see him like in some midweek games. I just he also had an injury. He got hurt. Um, just some bad luck. He got he took a ball to the face. I believe it was either him or Alter. One of them broke a hand. The other one got hit in the face. Either way, both kids are both are perfectly fine now, and they're gonna be you know they'll be 100 percent for the season. But like I said, you know, this Kate Kirkland kids come up, come in early, and he's take, he's grabbing a lot of people's attention. Some people even view him as starting over Dell Thomas, but I know how much Sully values veteranship, you know, being a veteran and all that. And I think Dale's got the edge when it comes to Kate. But I think we we will see a lot of Kate Kirkland this season. Oh, and you also did not mention another name as a depth piece: Florida quarterback Max Brown. Bro, yes, yeah, Max. I'm like, yeah, I didn't realize he was playing. Yeah, he's a baseball player. He played in high school. 
was actually like one of the top players in Oklahoma. Wow. Um, I think he was a top 10 player in, according to perfect game in his class out of the state of Oklahoma. <laughs> but I mean, Florida's just, this is a really good team. I think, you know, you have other guys like Matt Pervesque who played a lot last year. I think you'll see a lot of him this year. Tucker Talbot. I think you might see Max as a pinch runner a lot this year because he does have plus speed. So we'll see about that. But, you know, Matt, it's going to be tough going from not touching a baseball in Lord knows how many months to stepping back on the baseball diamond and expecting early yeah. playing time. Right. Yeah, yeah, that is true. I mean, he hasn't played in a couple of years, so. Mm-hmm. Well, he played a senior year. Well, well, he didn't. Well, yeah. Well, I guess what I was saying is he didn't play. Um... Oh, wait. He enrolled. Yeah, he didn't early enroll, so never mind. He didn't. So, but, you know, I'm interested in seeing, seeing how to use him. I mean, as a pinch runner, I'm interested in seeing that because there are going to be some situations where, you know, you do need speed on the base pass. So, looking at his football film, you can tell he does have that plus speed. Yeah. So, I'm interested in seeing that. And um, maybe when DJ Lagway gets here, um, mm-hmm. he'll get playing. But if he does play baseball, where do you see him playing? Um, Lagway, maybe in the outfield, I, I see him. He's a good athlete. I feel like feel like he can cover some ground in the outfield. Um, let me see. Let me see where they have him on perfect game because, I mean, I haven't heard too much about him, like, as a baseball player. Yeah, they got him down as a outfielder. That's what I thought. Okay. And I imagine he'd be a corner outfielder because he's got pretty good size. He's, like, mm-hmm. six foot three, a little bit over 200. I imagine they'll probably throw him if he ever was to play on Florida. We'll see how long that lasts. I think he would be thrown in right field. But I know Florida, that Sully and Chuck Jerolliman are anticipating for him to enroll at Florida as a dual athlete. Yeah, and I think Billy Billy Napier will let him. I think Billy Napier actually will let him play baseball as well. It's just the only thing is when spring football comes up, then that's, real tough. that's when it's yeah. going to be a little tough. I mean, it's I just really you got to see what FSU. I mean. Jameis did it with FSU for a year. Yeah, yeah. But we'll see because I feel like Florida might have to count on DJ as soon as he gets there. He might be a guy that you throw in day one. No, that that could, could be. be. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, I, I guess I'm just interested in seeing it because football players usually playing baseball is always interesting because you can tell. Even especially with quarterbacks, you can tell some of them do have a baseball background. Mm-hmm. When we had Felipe Franks, you can tell he had a baseball background. You know, Max Brown, you can see, you can just see the throwing motion. You can tell it's a baseball background. Same with DJ Ladwick. You can, yep. you can tell guys. Absolutely. Tom baseball. Brady was drafted by the Montreal Expos. He should have played baseball. I'm just kidding. Oh my God. Johnny Menzel was a baseball player. He got drafted by the by the San Diego Padres. Russell Wilson's a Yankee. Russell Wilson, yeah, Russell Wilson was—he was drafted by the Yankees, wasn't he? No, I believe he was drafted by the Texas Rangers. Yeah, the Rangers and got traded to the Yankees. Yeah, to the Yankees. You know, uh, Russell's—he's not doing nothing right now. Um, yeah, you—you you, want to join the Yankees organization for? Get out of here, bro! Are you that desperate? I mean, because I've seen Russell Wilson. I mean, I'm pretty sure Russell Wilson was a good player at, at some point, but not anymore. <laughs> and also, Field used to be a really good baseball player. 
Justin Fields was a top baseball player, and Kyler Murray, obviously. Kyler Murray drafted in the first round in both. What? Kyler Murray was the eighth overall pick. He was something like that. I think ninth by the year. I know he got drafted by Oakland. Yeah. Remember, he he got drafted by the Oakland A's. He he was really, really good, though. I remember watching him at Oklahoma, and, yeah, he was actually really, really good. Yeah. See it. I mean, the the goal with him was – um, to draft him early and hope that he develops more as a ball player as he gets as he starts going away from football. You know, he turns his body into more of a baseball player's body instead of a football player's body. But I mean, he had the season he had and went became the first overall pick. And by the way, Hector, the Yankees are not desperate. They don't need Russell Wilson. They re-signed Aaron Judge. They're good. They got Carlos Rodon. They're good. Yeah. So they're 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 doing fine. They may get Brian Reynolds. They may get Brian Reynolds from Pittsburgh. I don't know. They're asking for the darn farm for some reason. Yeah, because the Pittsburgh Pirates are incredibly dead. Don't want to move him. So if they're going to move him, they're going to make you spend a, a ton because the Marlins have been involved in Brian Reynolds since last offseason. We'll give you Aaron Hicks and Isaiah Kinefalefa and call it a day. That's every single Yankee fan's offer, and <laughs> I wouldn't even take cash consideration. You could throw in a hundred million dollars, and I still wouldn't take that offer. You ain't throwing a hundred million dollars. They're gonna take that. Like, oh, we got free agent money here. Okay. Um, yeah, you, you also got some dead weight in your roster that you're gonna have to spend some of that hundred million dollars on. I'm just trying to get them off the Yankees right now, but yeah, um, yeah. Another another player I'm interested in seeing. You know, him and his second year is Blake Parnell. You know, we saw him a lot as a reliever, and, you know, he has the funky arm motion, but it works. But when he came in, for the most part, he was a shutdown. He was a shutdown reliever, whether he was a closer or, you know, he came in as a setup guy eventually. So, like, how is it looking for him? Like, how do you think he de- – what do you think? What do you think he develops into? Do you think he challenges for the closing spot, or do you see him more as a guy, you know, you bring in in like the seventh and eighth inning before you bring the closer in? I definitely view him as more of a mid relief arm, maybe a sixth, seventh inning guy, um, maybe an eighth inning guy, depending on, you know, what type of lineup you're seeing. If you're seeing a, a heavy right-handed hitters, lefty, I mean, right, you know, heavy right-handed hitters. Part of the order, you definitely want to go to him because he's going to, you know, go, you know, pitch really deep inside and, you know, try to break some bats. But, I mean, you have the Juco transfer and Cled Artzog, who's one of the favorites to be the closer. I'm a big fan of Jack Caglione. You have a couple other guys that I think are capable bullpen arms like Ryan Slater. I think you're going to see some of one of the freshmen, Jay Clemente. He's watch out for that name, Jay Clemente. Get out of Stoneman Douglas was a kid that I didn't really think was going to make it to Florida, and he did. And because of that, I think he's going to be a stud. I think we'll see him as a midweek I guy. Him a lot during the fall when they were playing. Yeah, another pitcher that you know I like to remind people: Tyler Nesbitt. Tyler Nesbitt was a freshman All American. Mm-hmm. You know, he got hurt, but you know this is still a talented arm. This is a kid that was went to the. Remember the <clears throat> the like the opening like when they had that big tournament like the Elite Eleven, so they they have another version of that in baseball. It's called the WWBA 
oh. championship. Right. And Tyler Tyler Nesbitt was the MVP pitcher. Not MVP, MVP pitcher at the event. And he was committed to Florida Golf Coast. Three days later, ended up in Florida's class. You said WWE, and I immediately thought you were going to say WWE for some crazy reason. No, it's... Oh, God. <laughs> I don't know what WWBA stands for. Maybe World... I don't even know, honestly. I'm like Worldwide, you know, Baseball Association or something like that. Jerry, you got a question for Hector? Yes, I do. I wanted to ask him, who was a guy on the roster that, like, you think will have, like, a breakout year, a year that nobody really sees coming? Um, I'm going to go with probably uh, Michael, you know, what's his kid's name? I'm going to probably go with Tyler Sheldon. Tyler Sheldon's a guy that probably most people weren't that high on when he first when he first committed to Florida, you know, mm-hmm. as a 2020 recruit. Had an awesome, you know, Juco career at Santa Fe. And I think he's a guy that's come in and he's earned and he's going to earn early playing time. Like I said, I think he's my starting first baseman if All I was right. Sully. And I think he's a guy that's going to hit and probably hit for a lot of power. I could see him, you know, knocking, you know, 10 home runs this season. The new Florida ballpark plays pretty easy to, you know, depending on the wind. Mm -hmm. But I feel like it is a pretty – it's pretty decent. Like, it's pretty fair. It's not hitter-friendly or pitcher-friendly. I think it's pretty fair ballpark, but there are some instances where the ball's carrying. If you just get – if you get in the air, it's going to carry a little bit, but – Gotcha. Sheldon's got some big time power, and I think you're going to see a lot of that this upcoming season. <laughs> yeah, don't yeah, don't tell that the uh, Wyatt Langford and Jeff Fabian. Some of the home runs they hit last year, like and some of them are still flying. Not nah, no. Langford Langford hits balls out that you know off the bat, like okay, go go fetch. Yeah, yeah they're still <laughs> orbit in space right and now. Caglione too. Caglione hit one in, in Missouri. That I thought he was going to hit the football facility. My lord. Yeah, you, you see the you see the kind of power some of these guys have. It's like, good lord! Like there are some balls I've seen. There's some homers I saw hit last year, where like you would see the ball in the air, but then it disappears. Appears it goes to space. Yeah, it's pretty much gone. I'm like, okay, um, and you know, and you know it's gone. You see the outfit just turn around, and I know that feeling. As a as a former outfielder, I know that feeling where you see a ball. You know it's going. You know ain't no chance you're getting it. You just like, yep. Um, next batter. <laughs> yeah, let's see what happens. Let, let's see what you do. So yeah, I know that feeling. Um, a guy I'm gonna pick that I think has a breakout year. I'm going to actually say. I'm gonna. I'm gonna honestly say. Pierce Capala in that Sunday role. And I, I know we didn't see a whole lot of it last year, but what we did see for him to come out there, that was his first career start. And to see him dominate the way he did, I'm like, okay. Like this guy has it. Like there's something about him where you just see him, you just know he ha- he has it. Like he's one of those guys. I th- I think he's gonna have a breakout year because we know about Brandon Sproke. We know we know about um I keep forgetting his name. Um, Hudson. Christian Waldrop. Hudson Waldrop. We, we know about those two. But Pierce Capala is a guy that, yeah, we saw him, but nobody really, nobody really knows about him. I think people are going to find out a lot about him this year. I think he's going to be 
one of the best Sunday pitchers, if not the best Sunday pitcher in the country, in, in the SEC. I, I think he's one of those guys. I think he has a breakout year next year. This, I mean, this season. For sure. I, I think, man, I am um, honestly – I see this Dale Thomas kid, all Sunbelt, second-team honors, and set career highs last year, you know, Coastal Carolina. So I'm interested in seeing what he does for us, man, you know, coming over to UF, playing in the SEC, which we know is it's the truth. So uh, I, I want to see what he does. I want to see what he does for sure. Yeah, appreciate you, Coastal Carolina. Y'all, y'all sending us some pretty good players. I mean, hey sending- man, Coastal. Coastal. Um, nice sending us this kid there. I was like, y'all got any more? Y'all got any more to try to get up out of there? Well, they they did bring over BT Ryapel. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah, that, I mentioned him. They got any more? Oh, um, come on, man! You know that you know they're a couple. They're only a couple years removed from a national championship. Yes, it's the same good program that they have over there. They do have a great program. I'm still trying to figure out how they won that year. That that was a weird. Year. That was one of those years. I honestly thought Florida could win it all, and then you you run into that Coastal Carolina team. It's like they just went on a run that nobody saw coming. Right. There's a lot of a lot of times Florida has that has gone to the World Baseball to the College World Series, and you think this time this team is just better than everybody. But when you actually watch, but what I've noticed during my time covering college baseball, there's two major things that are very important when it comes to getting to the College World Series. There's two major things. You have to have great defense and great pitching. The reason why is because that ballpark is massive. It It is, without a doubt, a pitcher's ballpark. So... It doesn't matter how great your team is offensively, because yep. that ball there's a good chance that ballpark's going to hold that ball in, and it's not going to be able to carry out like, you know, in mind of at your home stadium. Like if you're a Texas, Texas Tech, Texas Tech has one of the smallest college baseball stadiums in the country. That ball is not going to carry out like it would <clears throat> at your yeah, home stadium. So we'll see. But you know, I'm like I said, I'm a pretty big fan of. You know what Florida's got going on right now. For sure, for sure. I want to ask you too, man. So you know, over the course of the last few years, it's well, pretty much has been that way for the shoot last decade. But the SEC has been absolutely just brutal. So where do you see Florida falling this year in the in the SEC? I think they're a top three team in the SEC. I think LSU's that team that you got to give them respect. It is a hell of a roster that they got over there. Tommy White. Um, you got Tommy White and Dylan Cruz in the same lineup. Those guys could be the number one overall picks in back-to-back draft. Good, you know, you're, you're talking about talent like that. Um, you know, it's just just really stacked team. You got a great head coach yeah. and a really, really, really good pitching staff. That you know, they they work the portal better than just about any other team in the country, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. I think Florida did a great job in the portal. They would have done really well if they were able to keep the Mercer kid, but. You know, kid ended up going in the third round and signed for like six figures. So you know, God. or if we could have got Tommy White, Tommy White was definitely a possibility. But at the end of the day, LSU, heck, Hurston was supposed to go to LSU. A lot of people thought Hurston was going to go to LSU because LSU he pitched against LSU and absolutely dominated that game. And that coach, remember, you know, said after the game, was like, "This kid, this gets gross." Basically, he. He was very, very complimentary of Hurston. But at the end of the day, Florida was able to win out on that recruitment. 
that was huge because you know I think this team is this pitching staff is a whole lot different with Al Hurston Waldrip in that rotation. Yeah, um and Hector just sent me the home run that Jack Cavalion hit. <laughs> and um yeah it did I think it did hit that facility. Well it was four hundred and eighty feet so yeah he hit Maybe. a Eighty foot home run and man, I mean the sea guys hit the ball that that hard. I mean, come on now. I mean, look at the size of the kid. I, I'm not surprised. I'm, I'm surprised Jay Bateman hasn't given him a call and seen you know if he's interested in playing inside linebacker for him next season. <laughs> uh, see, um, I, I hate to do this, but uh, Hector, that that person you just mentioned. Would probably fumble that bag too. <laughs> I'm gonna just leave it at that. He'd probably fumble that bag too. Oh, there's no way in hell that kid would play football at Florida. He already got Tommy John. He's not trying to risk. He's not trying to risk his baseball career with a torn scale or something. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. We don't need that. But um, he he he'd he'd have he'd have him enter the portal for some reason. Like God, man, you couldn't even get him to play linebacker. He had entered a portal. But um, I'm gonna make a bold prediction: Cagliano hits 100 miles per hour this year, multiple times. Oh my God, he was a kid that was up to 98, and I and I was told he hit 100 times. He hit 100 a couple times in the fall. That Jeez. I believe it. I believe it. I I saw what he topped out at coming out of high school before Tommy John surgery. 98. Yeah, that kid has a cannon. And it's coming from the left side as well. He's not a right-hander throwing 100. It's coming from the left side. And it's coming at you from an angle. That's scary for a right-hander, especially if he throws inside. Yeah. Yeah. Um, GG's. Like he's set on fire. Yeah. A lot lot of talent this Florida pitching staff. Another kid I want to mention, I feel feel like we're kind of forgetting about him, Brandon Neely. He was Mm – Huge for the Gators last year when Florida was losing pitchers left and right, and they needed one of the freshmen to step up. This kid, you know, absolutely stepped up and had some incredible games against some of the best offenses in the country. I think he's a guy that he'll be your fourth starter. Basically, like a midweek midweek guy, bullpen arm, depending on, you know, who you're playing that week. Like, I feel like the first weekend he'll probably just be a bullpen arm. You just use him out of the bullpen. If you need to get two innings out of him, you know, you know, one of your starters goes five, you can get six and seven out of him. And then you go to your, you know, he'll be a bridge guy. I think he's a hell of a bridge guy. Yeah. And if you remember last year, they pretty much had no depth in the bullpen. So for them to be able to build some of that depth for this year and add guys, I think this is one of the deepest pitching staffs in the country. And, um, I think there's there's two series that I'm looking forward to this year for Florida. Of course, it's Vanderbilt. I mean, we play them every year. Yeah, definitely looking forward to that one. That's that's going to be an instant classic once again. But I believe we play LSU this year as well. So I'm looking forward to that one too. Yeah, I'm pulling up the schedule. I want to make sure. Um, I know Florida plays Miami. Miami's always a fun weekend for me. Love watching that one. Ole Miss. Ole Miss, great, great baseball program coming off a national championship. So, you know, can't forget about that. Right. Yeah, yeah. so 
one. Yeah, and, and they were like a everyone was like not happy that they made it to the tournament because everyone thought like they, they didn't have they were below five hundred in the SEC and mm. they went on a freaking run. They I remember they were in the Coral Gables regional and they just took it to everybody and they ended up winning the national championship over I think a much better team in Oklahoma. I think Oklahoma is a much better team, and they they got beat. Tennessee, that'll be a fun weekend. Oh, my gosh, Tennessee. Yeah, that's got to be a get-back weekend, especially after what happened last year. Yeah, and it will be – unfortunately, it's in Knoxville. Um, unfortunately, no LSU on the schedule. LSU's not on the schedule. Oh, I wanted to see that matchup. Yeah, it's strange because they played them last year. So, I'll just go over the – the home games, the home weekend stretches at Florida. So the first weekend on February 17th through the 19th, Charleston Southern. Then you have – you got a midweek against South Florida on Wednesday. You have a three-gamer against Cincy. Then you play Miami, which, you know, that's always going to be a fun series. Yeah. yeah. Then you play Siena, and then you finally get into SEC play. Alabama will be a home series. Ole Miss is on the road. Auburn is a home series while Tennessee's on the road. Georgia's home. So that should be a fun one for Gator fans. Georgia's at home while they'll be traveling to South Carolina for that one. And the last last couple SEC weekend series are split. So Missouri, Missouri's going to be in Gainesville, Texas A&M at College Station. And then the last you know regular season um, game, uh, Condron Family Ballpark will be against Vanderbilt. They'll have Vanderbilt, mm-hmm. and then their last series of the season, they'll be playing against Kentucky in Lexington. See, I'm trying to get down there for the Georgia series because I, not only do I want to see the baseball season, but the softball team will actually be playing Georgia at home that weekend. Oh, as well. That's, that's going to be a heck of a weekend. So yeah, I, already, I already know you're going to be down there because I know certain somebody's going to drag you down there. So don't, don't even. Don't even try and get out of it. You ain't gonna get out of it. You're going. You're going. But, we'll see, um, man. I'm thinking about. I'm thinking about going to a game this year, a baseball game. That'll be pretty. Fast. Yeah, I, I want to go to a baseball game, but I want to go to a softball game because I've never seen them play. The last time I tried to see them play, it was funny. It was against Georgia, and they were sold out. So we can we can go. And I was like, man, one time we get a yeah, chance. The softball crowd is usually pretty strong over there. Yeah. They have some pretty good supporters. I remember when they were making their last run in the to the Women's College World Series, you could actually see like a bunch of football players in the background, like sitting mm-hmm. behind home plate watching the team. I think, I think I went, still on the team. Was it last? I think it might have been last spring, but I went to go hoop at the the rec center, and like I think there was a game going. On. It was packed. I'm like, dang. So yeah, definitely a great crowd. Yeah, I mean, Tim Walton's built a hell of a program yes. at Florida. So, you know, people will come. No you know, people should, you know, how people should come to Florida baseball games this year. I think it's going to be a really good team. I think this is a team that Florida fans will be, you know, excited to see because, you know, football and basketball haven't, you know, produced, you know, lately. I think you're going to get a lot of production from the baseball team. I think, you know, you're seeing a lot of the top 20 preseason top 25s come out. Florida's the top eight team in the country. Collegiate baseball newspaper actually had Florida the number two team in the country. 
But D1 Baseball, which is the one that I usually trust the most, they had Florida ranked number seven in the preseason That's poll. Awesome. Yeah, 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 that came out yesterday. I think they're. I think that's a really. I think it's a good spot for Florida. I feel that's fair. I think it's, not, if you remember last year, they were also really young as well in a lot of spots. They were so, very young in the pitch set, mostly. Mm-hmm. A yeah. lot of young freshman bullpen. Like they really showed, much, but they got beat up too. Yeah, and the bullpen was very inconsistent. It's youth, you know. It's the inexperience. You know, that was that was anticipated. You know, you were going to have some issues with the bullpen. The one issue I do have with Florida this year is I look at their hitting, and there's a lot of swing and miss in this lineup. There's a lot of guys that will strike out. There's not a whole lot of, you know, you know, contact guys. Sure, I feel like yeah. there's a little bit more – there's more power. You know, these guys – there's a couple guys in this lineup that are going to sacrifice power for contact. I mean, that's going to sacrifice contact for power, so – I think you'll see a lot of strikeouts. I think BT Ryapel is a guy that is going to strike out a lot, but he's also a guy that was all SEC first team last year behind the plate. So, you know, you got to take the good with the bad, especially in today's game. Today's game, it's, you know, a lot more strikeouts are happening. Uh, Speaking of behind the plate, another guy we failed to mention, Renee Lastris. Well, he had Tommy John last year, so I'm not sure how – I'm not sure how his arm is. I, I expect him to play maybe as a DH. I'm not sure what the arm is going to be like. However, Florida did sign um, their top their top commit was a was a catcher, Luke Kamen, who honored his commitment. He's at Florida. I feel like he'll be you know the number two catcher behind the plate. He was the only perfect game All American on the team, and he actually was the MVP in the game because he I think he went like two for three and he homered. And sit in the Padre Stadium, kids got really good, really good bad, got good glove skills. I think he'll be a nice number two behind the play. You know, give BT you know rest. Oh man, so that's good. We got more All Americans coming on campus, guys that actually make it to campus instead of you know. You know, I I wish I, I, I wish the guy that was drafted by the Rays wouldn't have been drafted so high. I mean, I was hoping and praying. Did you see the news on Andrew Painter? No, I didn't. What, what, what happened? He was named. So, for those of you who don't know, Andrew Painter was the number one recruit in Florida's 2021 recruiting class, which was the number one recruiting class in the country. He was their top guy. Ended up going first round to the Philadelphia Phillies, 13th overall pick. After one full year of minor league baseball, was named the number one right-handed pitching prospect in all of baseball. According to MLB Pipeline, wait, could that does that mean he could possibly get called up this year? He's 19 years old, and I don't count it out. That's amazing. That's he, that I mean, is- granted, this is a kid that was sick that's six foot seven, was throwing 90 miles per hour at the age of you know, as a freshman in high school. He's 6'5, 217. His first full year in baseball, he Posted a six and two record with a 156 ERA in 22 starts. Struck out 155 batters and only walked 25 in 103 innings pitched. My God! And also pitched in Double A. Pitched five games in Double A. Two and one record. 251 ERA. Struck out 37 in 20, 28 and one third innings. 
and his whip was under a one in both situations. Oh my god. That is in other words, the kid was lights out. He played in A ball and he, he started in eight games and had a sub one ERA. That is crazy. So he so is he gonna start out in double A this year or triple A? Double A. I think he starts in double A. He'll be twenty next this upcoming season, by the way. He'll be twenty. I'm gonna make a bold prediction. I think he gets called up. I, I really do think he gets called up. It really depends on what the Phillies pitching situation is. He's 20 years old. You don't need to rush him. You you know, and to be honest with you, you know, it's probably best if you hold him down so you get more, you know, years of control with him. Unless you absolutely need to call somebody up, or he's just showing you that, you know, minor league baseball is boring and he deserves to be in the big leagues, you know. That might be a situation. The, the man is ready to live in Philly, man. He's not. He's tired of living in middle of nowhereville. Well, he's in Clearwater. Oh no, no, never mind. It's not a bad place. No, he's yeah, staying, that's a great place. He he can stay in Clearwater. That that's perfectly fine. Let me see. No, he's actually in Reading, Pennsylvania. Um, his A ball was in in Clearwater. All he's right, in Reading, Pennsylvania. It's time to get him to Philly. Now, I'm pretty sure he's tired of living in the middle of nowhere. It's time to get him to Philly. Well, well I don't know if he lives here. He lives in South Florida in the offseason. I see. You see, it makes me it makes me wish we could have got possibly gotten him, but really Chase Petty. That was the one that got me. Well, I mean, you you know, you could point at all those guys and like, man, what if Florida got this guy? Or this guy, you could just say, hey, Brady Singer was one of those guys and Flores actually able to get him. And you saw what happened to Brady Singer when he was here at Florida. He was lights up. Right. And yeah, it's not the camera because of rain delay. You saw that side of him too. So that's, I actually love that side about him. Are you kidding me? That shows me that he wants to be out there super competitive. And you just, and we, we all saw the season he had in Kansas City. He's by far their best pitcher and he's having. He got picked up on Team USA, so he'll be pitching for Team USA this season. I mean, in the World Baseball Classic. Yes, love to see that. Speaking of speaking of former pitchers at Florida, like how's Jackson Coar doing? Um, bouncing around from the big leagues to AAA. He's just trying to find his footing in the big leagues. We'll we'll go to AAA. Do you know? Do what he does. He does well. Gets to the big leagues and kind of just doesn't. Right now, he's just trying to fix him figure himself out in the big leagues because he's shown in the minors that he's capable of being a really good minor league arm, but he's got to show it in the big leagues. Yeah. Yeah. Figure. I mean, man, just hope he gets it together. He can get, he can get up there with Brady Singer. Yeah. Well, not, I mean, he's 20, he'll be 26 next year. So I know he definitely needs to figure it out then. But, yeah. um, yeah, looking at the rest of this roster, um, I guess another question I, I would have would be, I think you said Michael Robertson would probably be your leadoff guy. If that's the case, would that push Wyatt Lanford to the cleanup spot? I think, you know, maybe third batter in the order, third, fourth, somewhere in the middle of the order. Um, I haven't had time. I haven't had time yet to actually, like, draw a lineup like a mock lineup, I will do that later on. You'll see that either later on this month or early next month as we get closer to the season. 
Um, I'll have that on right. I'll have that on first and 10 Florida.com. Um, I'll, you know, what I'll do is I'll do a preview. What I'm going to do, what I'm going to start doing is I'm going to start doing like position previews for each position at Florida and then kind of just come over, come up with a season preview and then some predictions that you guys can hold me accountable for. Sounds good to me. Yeah. Um, yeah, that sounds good to me as well. But, um, yeah, because White Langford, like I said, I think he's going to pick up where he left off last year. And just, it, it wasn't just the power with him. It was – his batting average was was up there as well. But He could run. He's surprisingly fast. Yeah. There's times like he beats out ground balls. I'm like, how does a kid that big and strong run that fast and beat out ground – like routine – like kind of like routine grounders, like maybe – a little bit, you know, deep mm. in the hole, like a backhander, and he's beating him out like nothing. I'm just like, what's going on? Like, how, like, how are you able to move like that and also hit like that? Right. Yeah, it's, it's just some things you just can't explain, and that's one of them. But I'm looking at, I think, I think he's one that can hit for contact if he wants to. But you know, do do you think like with this line of whoever's out there, you think they'll actually? start playing a little bit more small ball in a lot of these situations as well because that's something that I noticed that they didn't really do a whole lot of last year. But when they did, they were somewhat successful. Do you think they play a little bit more small ball this year, you know, with situational baseball and everything? It depends on the player, really. I mean, are you really going to put uh, Jack Caglione or BT Ryapel to bunt? No. No, Unless, no. no not the- you're not putting those guys to bunt. You're letting those guys swing the bat. Uh, Michael Robertson, you – yeah, lay down the bunt. Richie Shikofer, lay down the bunt. Um, you know, Rivera, lay it down. Halter, lay it down. Thomas, lay it down. Um, but you're not going to look at some of your best power hitters, guys that have probably been never asked to bunt in their life to, you know, drop one down. You're going to let those guys swing away and, you know, do what you, you know, basically what you recruited them to do. Head and hit for power. So, you know, I think I think you have guys that are capable bunners. I don't think you're going to see like a whole lot of like Enrique Bradfield at Vanderbilt. You, you there's not a lot, there's not a whole lot of guys like him. Guys that are elite speed and can just lay the bunt down. And if they don't bunt it directly at the pitcher, they're safe. I I will tell you personally as a former baseball player, I, I'll bunt if they ask me to, but I don't really like it because I want to hit the ball. Yeah, if I was ever asked to bunt, I was never – no one ever anticipated me to be standing on first base. It was more of, hey, move over the runner. You know, we got no outs. When you run at second, we want this guy 90 feet away. Right. Now, see, we need that situation. Yeah, I'll put the bunt down. I, I, yeah. I ain't happy about it. I want to drive in and win the run. But, like, if, if we want him in that situation, I'll do it. Yeah. It's the same with stealing bases. I would literally steal bases without a sign. <laughs> Like, what are you doing? Uh, yeah, um, I gave myself my own green light because you know I'm gonna get there. So, if you're fast, you why, why didn't you bunt? See, I'm just I'm just slow, I'm slow, so there's a reason uh, why I'm too, not bro. bunting. But see, I can lay down a gray bunt and I'm still probably gonna get thrown out. But see, Hector, here's the thing because I can actually hit the ball too, yeah. But you know what? If you're a little bit of a slump, you know what you can do, guys with speed, lay one down. I'm dragging. <laughs> I'll drag bun just to get something going. Like, okay. Yeah. Drag bun, and all of a sudden, I'm 
I'm down at first base without a, without a throw. Yeah, if I drag bone without my coach giving me a sign, he's going to throw his hands up in the air like, what are you doing? He's going to yank you from the game. I'm just kidding. Get him out of here. He's going to no. look at me like, what, what, what were you thinking? Third baseman was playing back in. Maybe if I lay down an absolute perfect bunt, I have a shot. Now, this is going to be a tough foot. A tough prediction because, you know, we're in the prediction business, mm-hmm. as, as as we all know with you. Stop giving us bad news, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> but um, of the three pitchers, the, the three starters on the weekend starters, which one do you think has the best record? I'm going to go with Waldrop. And the reason why I go with Waldrop is because he'll be the Saturday guy. And I don't think there's many Saturday arms that are as talented as Hurston Waldrep. So because of that, I feel like Florida, he's going to allow less runs. Florida's offense is going to, you know, have more success against any other team's number two than most teams are going to have against Florida's number two. In that situation, I think his his win percentage will be higher because he'll be, you know, I think every arm he, he will probably see this season is not at the same level as he is. There might be one or two arms that he'll see that he'll go up against that are kind of at his level. Right. But, I mean, this is a kid that I think will be a top 15 pick, and he's not even your ace. You know, yeah, and speaking of that, I saw a mock draft, I think, that had actually had Wyatt Langford. I saw one that had him as the number one overall pick and another Ooh. one that was like number four overall pick in, in next year's draft. So – you know, if he puts together the kind of season I think he can, yeah, that's definitely going to happen. And with Hurst and Walter, I agree with you on that because of what you, everything you just said. The fact that he's one of those – he's one of those guys that on any other team, he's probably the Friday night guy. Yeah. He's coming to Florida as the sat- – he went from being the Friday night guy at Southern Miss, a really, really good baseball player. Well, actually, he was actually their Saturday guy as well because they had a senior – there that was really good as well that he ended up getting drafted. But oh. he was the Saturday, he was their Saturday guy, but he was easily their best pitcher. He was just Saturday guy by title. But if you really look at the numbers, he was their ace. And he was actually a third team all American last year. And see, you have that kind of pitcher coming to Florida. In that pitching staff, he's the number two guy. And like I said, would be an ace on in pretty much any other team. And I'll go step I'll go as far as to say Pierce Capala, I'm gonna be honest. I don't know if there are any Sunday guys with his level of elite stuff as a pitcher. There's yeah, not, I don't think not a lot of Sunday guys with with stuff he has. Yeah, there's not a lot. Of, there's not a lot of Sunday guys throwing 95 from the left side. You know, you really only get that in the SEC. Um, really, just depends with Capala is. You know, we know what he's capable of. It's just more of him actually doing it for a full season. That's the only thing. We, we, we need to see him, you know, be the, the type of RMA. We know who we know he is and what he's capable of. We just actually need to see it happen this upcoming season. Yeah. Yeah, definitely got to keep him healthy, you know, with the back issue. Yeah. Um, we, well, the we, backs improved. He got surgery on it last season and was actually hanging around the TB12 um, building in Tampa Bay, rehabbing his back. He was there a lot, and I think it's done a lot of good for him. I think he, I think that back won't be an issue this year, hopefully. 
Hopefully it's not. Um, but you were talking about Waldrop and Saturday Arms. I'll give you a perfect example. It's like Jackson Coar when he was the Saturday Arm at Florida with Brady on Fridays. Jackson Coar's win only had one loss when he was the Saturday starter, even though his numbers were not even close to what Brady Singer's were. But when it's Friday night guy and Friday night guy in the SEC, it's you know a lot of them can be at the same exact level. So it really just depends on what your offense does that day. Yeah, because Brady Singer had losses where the team lost like two to one. Yeah. It's like, well, yeah, he pitched as best as he could, but you know, and he'll also have some wins. <laughs> like when he like when Florida beat Casey Mice, you know, Casey Mice was the number one overall pick that draft class, the same draft class as Kowar and Singer. Um, Brady won two to one. And that was like and those guys were like, Who's gonna be the number one overall pick? That was basically that duel. Because both those guys were Easily the best two right-handed pitchers in the country. And that game ended up being 2-1 because India hit a home run early in the game. And then I forgot how Florida scored the second one. But I remember India homering and India ended up being the fifth pick that same draft. Think about the talent that was on the field that night, that particular weekend. Yep. And a lot of it, in really Auburn, there wasn't too much. It was mostly just Casey Mize. It was a lot of talent on Florida's side and – the best pitcher in the country on the other side. And you have some talented guys at Auburn, but not the same level as what Kobe, uh, what Jonathan India was doing and some of the other guys in that lineup. And there was also the year that J.J. Schwartz figured it out his senior year. So J.J. Schwartz looked like freshman Schwartz. Yeah, Jonathan India needs a head and shoulders commercial at this point. Just put him and Trevor Morris in the same commercial. You said what? He needs to go to Cincinnati. No, that too. I mean, the Chicago Cubs will take you. I mean, you know, um, the Cubs will. Um, maybe don't start. The, maybe the Marlins. Maybe the Marlins since um, Miguel Rojas. I know that hurt you, Hector. Sorry. No, about that. no, I was, I was, I was fully anticipating. It was a move that I actually wanted the Marlins to move to make. I was ready for them to move on from Miggy Rowe. I mean, I appreciate everything he's done for the Marlins, but at the end of the day, the Marlins need to get younger and they need to get more offense. And you're not going to get that from Miggy. Just bring up Victor, Victor Mason. Absolutely not. Do not speak. Of, do not do not speak ill of of me. Do not wish ill of me. <laughs> you don't like him? Have you seen his numbers? <laughs> They're that bad. Dude's banging like 100 in double A. And he's 26. Oh, God. Yeah, the Marlins spent $5 million on a guy that can't get out of the minors and can't hit for an ounce of power. Well, bring him up then. I mean, he might do something. I'm just kidding. Absolutely not. (laughs) Go ahead and throw a chair out there. Man. Man, that's wild. But, um... I guess Jerry, you got any final questions? Um, no final questions here, man. Pretty much just excited about you know the season to see where everything goes. I think, uh, like I said last year, we did the same preview. Consistency in the bullpen, I think, will be the key for us. Right. And defense, if we can kind of keep it together, I think we'll have a good shot at having a deep run, bro. But we're gonna see, man. We're gonna see. I'm optimistic. 
Yeah, I am as well. And I guess my last one before we wrap it up, um, Hector, what do you think? What do you, I, I guess, record wise, what do you think their record is and where they finish in the SEC? I think this is going to be a 40 win team. You know, they're going to have over 40 wins, probably like around 45 wins throughout the entire rec- throughout the entire season. I feel like this is a team that's going to be hosting a regional. It might even be good enough to host a super regional. And if, you know, Florida can stay healthy and Florida can play to their capabilities, I think this is a team that can make it to Omaha. And, I mean, if you make it to Omaha, just, you know, you never know what's going to happen. So yeah. I think this is a very talented team. I think this is the best team Sully has had since that 2020 team that, you know, unfortunately for Florida fans didn't get to fully enjoy because of the pandemic. But that, that was a fun season. Only one loss the entire season. Oh, that was a national championship caliber team. Yeah, I think this is right. I think this might be. And to be honest with you, I don't even think that team was all that great. I think I think you would have seen them like come down to reality um, heading because they were heading right into the SEC schedule. Yeah, they were rolling. Yeah, you I feel to- like eventually you would have seen the decline happening, but. It never ended up happening. I think this might be the most talented team Florida's had since 2019. Oh, no, it happened. It just happened the very next year. Yeah. <laughs> it happened. It was bad. It happened. Because it, it was basically that same team. And then it's like, all right, let's let yeah. it be hidden. Um, let's see what happened. Yeah, um, I, I think the same thing. I think SEC-wise, they're still doing divisions right now for baseball, right? What happened? Are they still doing divisions like SEC East and West for baseball, or are they just putting it all together now? It's kind of all together. Um, when it's the SEC tournament, they just have the they just have a bracket, and they don't really do it by by you know divisions. It's kind of just like all together. Because I see them as a top three team in the SEC. I think um, you're going to see LSU up there. You're going to see Vanderbilt up there, and I think you're going to see Florida and Tennessee. As well, I think those are going to be, in my opinion, your top four teams in the SEC. <clears throat> so, it, it, I think those four, when the SEC tournament happens, they they get the buy into the next round, the double the double buy. And um, so I agree with that. I think they're going to be around a 43, 45 win team. You know, they this is a team. This is a roster. When you look at it, they could definitely make it to Omaha. So, and like you said, if you make it to Omaha. Never know what happens. Anything, you happen. anything can happen. You said what? So yeah, anything can happen at that point. Yeah, anything can happen. So as we've seen. Yeah, that's what we've seen because y'all know that 2017 team was really good, but like you were still a little wary. Like, could, could they actually finally get it done? And they they did. And um, I think this is one of those things where we're gonna. I think we're gonna enjoy this season. We we'll probably have one boneheaded loss that we shouldn't have in the midweek. You know, against like a Stetson or you know, oh, that happens every year. I yeah, mean, you gotta happens. you gotta remember. Sometimes these schools will throw their Friday night guy at you, just just to just to mess with, just to mess with Florida. And Florida will also be resting, use some of those games to rest some of their starters that have been playing a lot or that have been slumping, and they need a day off just to you know take their mind off the game so they can re- regroup and refocus. So I mean, those midweek games, Sully can. Ca- can does not care about those midweek games. Those those go, those are practice games to him. Um, Florida State. He really, he really cares about the SEC schedule. Those, that's what he really cares about, and also Miami weekend. 
Miami, yeah, Florida State when it's big week too. I think he cares about that too now. Yeah, well, I mean that's you know that's a you know obviously it's Florida State, but like if you're playing like FAMU, you know, yeah, yeah, not, not, the thing he's not gonna have that same intensity as if he was playing against mm-hmm. Vanderbilt or LSU mm-hmm. or Miami or yeah. Arkansas. He, yeah, he don't care about that. That's the game. Yeah. yeah um, appreciate you for coming on tonight, Hector. Um, let everybody know where they can follow you and. You know, read read your stuff and everything, and all the bad news that you've been giving us for the past two months. You know, I don't know what you're talking about. I think I've been giving you guys some pretty good news. Been trying to avoid Hector. What bad news have I posted lately? Gosh, how about the Jalen Hayward commitment prediction? Jalen what? The the safety in 2024 that just committed to Georgia. Oh my god! I predicted him in Georgia. Yeah, exactly. That's bad news. Yeah, but not wrong though. No, like he's not wrong. You're not wrong. I'm lying to you guys. I'm honest. Come on, it would be worse if I tell you, "Hey, he's coming to Florida." In I know he's not. I'm not going to lie to you. Would you rather be lied to, or would you want that's, me to tell you the truth? Facts. No, no I, 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 I mean, because the fan base is going to implode anyway, whether it's the truth or not. So, oh, don't trust, don't trust such and such because he has fake news. <laughs> I don't think anybody's ever told me I've had fake news. I haven't had that yet. Yeah, Hector. I, I, I need somebody to, to challenge me. Real quick, let me tell you before we get off here. Remember Lewis Carter, right? So remember when Florida was going to have their Friday night lights, right? This group chat that, well, Jerry was in before they just threw him out for some reason. Mm. We're all in it. The list comes out, and I told, I literally told them, do not expect Lewis Carter to show up. Jerry, you want to tell Hector what they did to me in the group chat? Bro, so basically they just bombarded this man and started calling him, calling him all types of crap about like how they usually do, just kind of jumping on people that have a different opinion. And AB came to our personal group chat and he was like pissed off. And then later on that night, he didn't show up and like nobody just. I, I was gonna, I was gonna say, what happened two hours later when they updated the list? Whose name was off the list? Yeah, yeah, he wasn't there. Now, you know, I went right back to the group chat with the eyeball emotion. Like, trying to tell you guys, but no, y'all want the good, y'all want to cast stone, throw stones at me. Yeah, just telling the truth. You can't tell the truth nowadays at, at this point. So, Hector, I get it, I understand. Telling the truth sometimes hurts. Yep, so let everybody know where they can follow you on, on social media and you know where they can read your stuff. So, yeah, you can follow me on Twitter uh, at Hector underscore baseball. And for anything else, you know, if you want to read, if you're, you know, interesting, Florida Gator baseball, basketball, you know, basketball, football, we cover it all at first and 10 Florida on rivals. And if you, for some reason, want to watch, you know, want to watch some Rutgers baseball, they're, you know, they, Rutgers baseball had a historic year last year. And I think they're going to, have another really good year this upcoming year. I think they'll finally make it to the NCAA tournament. You can follow, you know, you can follow us on the night report on rivals, you know, me and Richie doing really good job and everybody else over there are doing a fantastic job covering Rutgers sports. And I'll tell you this, man, though their baseball fans are very, very passionate. They, they absolutely love baseball and they, they're diehards. They, they absolutely, you know, follow it to the T and actually, Todd Frazier started like getting more involved. So he's alumni at Rutgers, so that's pretty cool. 
that, that's good. And you, you know, I'm, I'm gonna be keeping an eye on Rutgers baseball. So I'm gonna see what they do this year. Because if you say that they can hit the way they can, um, hey, I definitely want to see that. I definitely want to see how they do. So they're, yeah, they have, a, they have one of the best players in the country, Ryan Lasco. He's a center fielder. He'll probably be their leadoff guy, but a guy that can possibly hit 20 home runs this year at Rutgers. That's crazy. A leadoff guy hitting 20. Well, well, we had White Langford leading off for us last year. He hit like 30 of them. So, yeah, it, it's possible. Well, yeah, yeah, we definitely appreciate you for coming on, man. And, um, you know, we'll definitely have you back on during the season as well. And what we're going to try and do is get both you and Nick Delatore yeah. on at the same time. So if, if there's a bad stretch of baseball that happens, we can get you two on to calm the fan base down because you know how they are. Absolutely. Okay. That'll be fun. Definitely, definitely appreciate you coming on, man. Appreciate it, man. Right, definitely. Have yes, a good sir. one, guys. You too, man. See you. That was Hector Rodriguez. Um, always great having him back on. It's been a, it's been a while. We definitely had to get him back on. So, um, yeah, Jerry. Um, you, you learned a lot about the baseball team coming up. So, oh, I learned a buttload. You got to tune in. You got to yeah. go to some games. Yeah, man. My only concern is the Nats, but other than that, I mean, I definitely got to go to go to one. And and softball, you, you did no, I, honestly, bro. I I think like I used to be more invested in the softball team than the baseball team. Just being honest. Yeah, I think we know why, but we ain't going. Bro, freak out of here. <laughs> <laughs> what did I do? You're a you're Maca- what was her name? Uh, Akazi. Ka- yes. Yeah, Alicia Acasio. She was a hooper. And we had uh Hager. Her. We had like Hannah Rogers, um, Lauren Hager. Lauren Hager. She was a baller. I mean, like those girls are nice. So. Like they went back to back for a reason. Like, dude, who's hitting? And then Lauren Hager's not only striking out, she's hitting four hundred foot home runs herself. Yeah, yeah, she she was dominant, bro. Like she and she had an attitude. She knew she was a beast. So it, those times are good, bro. Those times are good. Yeah, but when we got blasted by Oklahoma, I wasn't happy about that. But we did that in the past. I don't know why you weren't happy because we all knew that was gonna happen. Yeah, that was that was sick. We we all that team was generational. Yeah, they they were a juggernaut. Yeah, they were generational last year. They, they they're gonna lose Jocelyn Allo. They they lost her and they don't have her this year, and they're still gonna be loaded. Yeah, they they just they they're different. Yeah, I don't I don't I don't think they care who they lose. They're just gonna plug somebody else in, and they're gonna hit seventy home runs in their career. Maybe yeah. so. I mean, it, it is what it is when it comes to that. Yeah, we we know why you was at the softball games. We know we know why. Bro, no, I, I I used to watch we had Brady Singer and all those guys, but I, I don't know. I just like the softball team, bro. I really did. Mm-hmm. Look, I, I can say some stuff, but I'm not gonna say anything. I'm just saying. Was it because they were really good? Yes. Well, they were better than the baseball team half the time. So <laughs> yeah, I mean they were more interesting to watch. Like they just had that fire, bro. You know what I'm saying? Like it, Cause I know when I, they on TV, they playing like Tennessee or somebody like that, but they playing Bama. Like, oh, I'm watching. I'm invested. Yeah. I'm, I'm invested. Like I'm at the game. Like I'm in the dugout. Like, hey, man. Like, yeah, bro. It, it was exciting. So, um, yeah, Lee is going to drag you anyway to a softball game. So you might as well get prepared for that. We're going to see, man. We're going to see. We're going to try to figure something out. Right now, looking at tickets. Yeah, so we're going to this softball game, this softball game. 
Um, clear your schedule for that weekend because we'll be at every single one of these games. Yeah, it's gonna happen. I don't know. She likes softball like that, man, or baseball. I think more so basketball, football, mostly football. Do you really want to get dragged to a basketball game right now, bro? I almost went last week to the Missouri game. Good thing you did. We might have lost. I'm totally joking, bro. What's our record? I think I think we're huh? We're ten and eight and three and three. No, I'm talking about whenever I win. I think I was undefeated whenever I win. I think I went to the Ole Miss game. Who else we played? I forgot who else we played. Well, you need to start going. Yeah, we we do good whenever I go, bro. We do. Even if it's road games, you need to start going. Oh, Vanderbilt, Vanderbilt. We played Scotty Pippen Jr. I was there. You went to the Vanderbilt game last year. Yeah. In Nashville. No, 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 in Gainesville. I was gonna say. I was gonna say. No wonder we won. We somehow came back and won that game in Nashville. Jerry was that. That was no. That was weird. Oh, I went. I went to go do laundry. I had to put clothes in dry. It was we were down by like three. And I don't know how many seconds was left. I come back. These dudes the one. The guy was like, "The heck? What, well, what I think. I think. I think Scotty Pippen Jr. smoked some free throws, didn't he? I, I rewinded it because I'm like, "What happened? How did we win?" So I rewinded it, and um, I think that's what ended up happening. He missed the free throw. And smoke the free throws, and we ended up winning the game. I'm like, you got to be kidding me right now. Yep, I went to go do this laundry and I missed this. Typical Mike White win, bro. We have 10 heart attacks during the game. Speaking of which, um, yeah, they lost last night. They had that big lead on Kentucky and uh, fumbled the bag because they allowed Oscar Sheetway to have 37 points. on them. rebounds. I mean, the man, the man pretty much. I'm not looking forward to playing them. I mean, I know they haven't been great, but I'm not looking forward to them playing them. I, I don't want Oscar Sheetway to have 20 rebounds on them. Like, that, that just can't happen. We just got to get Jatobo to come in and be useful. He he got to get four or five fouls in the game. Yeah, but just, see, you, you, want, you want Jatobo to get fouls. But, like, when you try to get Jatobo in the game and get fouls, he gets fouls in a hurry. He gets, like, three, four fouls in, like I'm, – I'm going to need – I'm gonna need his first foul when he in against Sheway. Like Sheway got to be going for a shot. He got to come down like and come down hard on like they. I'll, I'll need yeah. you beat him up a little bit. He was like Dennis Rodman or something, brother. Man, is no, we can't do that. Now. We can't do that now. Though. You do Dennis Rodman, you might get thrown out the game nowadays. Yeah, nowadays. Bad boys pissing. Uh uh-uh. uh, dude. He's just I, super I, strong, I, I, bro. Bill Man Beer. Uh uh-uh. uh. He ain't gonna be fouling me like that. Yeah. Like, we 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 gonna have to fight. I'm punching the knee or something. You be out for the season. <clears throat> yeah. You got any final thoughts on anything we discussed tonight? Whether um, it be portal or baseball? Um, well, I kind of gave my final thoughts on baseball with Hector. Um, I think just as far as football, man, I'm not really sure what to expect. But um, because I th- I think what's going on is like the NIL and the transfer portal and all that stuff is kind of it's out of control. It's, it's out of control. So, like, I really can't. It's like it's it's kind of hard to invest. You know what I'm saying? It's kind of hard to become really, really invested when all this stuff is happening. And it's like no rules. To, like, no rules are really enforcing it. And I think nothing's going to snap back until until that happens, until you get, like, a cap on NIL or in the track before you get rules on it. Like, yeah. nothing's going to really – how the hell did that go in? Um, Sorry, I was watching the later. Oh, yeah. Um, 
De'Aaron Fox hit a three and like rolled in, hit the backboard, and then rolled out and rolled back in. I'm like, what? Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Um you, you have to you have to put some rules in place for this because right now it's just open season. Like it's clearly pay for play. A lot of illegal shady stuff is going on. We we can see we can definitely see that. Yeah. Somebody asked somebody asked me, bro. Uh, huh? so, Special with the certain team down in three hundred five. Oh yeah. Someone, someone asked me. They said, "Do you think, do you think Georgia's dirty?" I was like, "It's the sky blue." <laughs> like, yeah, they're dirty. Yeah, they're dirty. You know, so um, I don't want us to have to be that dirty. But if that means us winning games, if we got to, if we got to do that to win games, win championships, hey, hey. I know what to do. Yeah, man. But we gotta get we gotta get serious about what we're doing. I think, and I think Napier is. I just think it's kind of like I think it's to be honest. Yeah, right, right. You can kind of tell because I know he don't want to like get crazy and cheat, but you know he wants to be able to recruit the way he recruits. But his hands are kind of tied, so it's like it's a bad. It's a bad situation for him. I feel bad for him because he's now in a tough spot. Because if he doesn't improve from six and six next year, it's going to be a lot of heat on him. You know, like people are expecting him to go maybe like eight and four, seven and five. But I can see it's going six and six again. But if we go six and six again. I can see it. I'm going to find some way to keep you from even predicting any games ever. And um let's see what else. Six and six with Graham Mertz at quarterback. I think that will I mean I think we're gonna clip this and send it to half the team and so they can use it as motivation. Jerry here does not believe in y'all. It's so, not that I don't believe in him. I just think it's just the camaraderie I don't know if it's gonna be there and Feeling in all these gaps and losing Osiris Torrance is huge. Um, it, it's just a lot, man. I, like a bazooka, though, who yeah. who graded out really well last year. Yeah, that's true. I don't know if you're going to come and be first team all American like Osiris was, but I think he's a very, very capable guard that can come in. Right. It be all SEC at least. Yeah, I think we'll know a lot by the spring game, bro. Yeah, no. And speaking of which, if that gets moved to a Thursday night, I'm, I'm gonna have to slap somebody. Yeah, it's, that should that should never happen again. Like Utah dropped their schedule, and it says August 31st or September 2nd. I don't want that game moved to Thursday night. I'm sorry, I, 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 mm-hmm. I can't have that happen. Mm-hmm. Like I don't like we already had to play on a Friday night last, this past season against Florida State. Yeah. That was weird. Was I don't want on Thursday. Like no, like no, no, no. Scott Strickland, if you see this. Bro, we do not want to play on Thursday night. We don't. All right. Wait, wait. Fans actually want to go to the game. And if it's on a Thursday night, how the heck are they supposed to go to the game? It'll be little to none fan support. Yeah, yeah. Keep it on Saturday so there'll be some sort of fan support. Yeah. Like, it ain't going to be a lot, but it's going to be some. Yeah, because I mean, at least like Utah last year, they got to come in. Like, they had a really, really good showing of fans, you know? So I think it would only be fair if we did the same thing and they gave us a chance to. Shoot, the writers were the ones that were shocked. I, I could never get the video. I saw the lady who reports for Utah. She was like, I've been in a lot of stadiums. 
I've never in my life been in the stadium that night. They said the SEC is different. Oh, yeah, it, it's different. That yeah. crowd is crazy. I'm just watching at home. I can tell that crowd was crazy. I wanted to go to that game so bad. Oh, that was a great game to go to, bro. I was excited. I wanted to go to that game so bad, man. I went. I was so mad when we won. I, was like, Dang, I lost my mind. I lost my mind in that game. I really did. I, I, I just wish I was in the stadium to just see us win like that with Mari Barney getting an interception. If I would have been in the stadium and saw that, oh my God, I'll tell you right now. I was hugging everybody. I would have lost my mind. The season kind of peaked there, though. Like, I don't like, you know how sometimes you get a good feeling about something, but you know it's like not going to last in a way. Like it's kind of too good to be true. Like, like I, cause I, I, we won again. Like, we might have a chance. Might be able to do something. But, but when you, when you it, really think about it. After that win, that's like one of those wins where you're like, okay, yeah, we made some mistakes, but we just beat a top ten team who's a Pac twelve. So, so imagine if we have a really, really good game, then what would we do? Exactly. Like, it's, you're thinking that you like. This team might have a chance because yeah. of, it's like who they beat, and then the team ended up winning the Pac-12. They ended up winning the Pac-12, so it's like they're a Pac-12 favorite. You're like, okay, maybe they'll do something. And then yeah. the Kentucky game happens. It's like you Kentucky, like Kentucky oh. always puts a dagger in whatever momentum we have in the season, like every time. Even if we win, it's still like if it's a bad win, we're kind of like. Mm. Yeah, even like then we have the ugly win against US. When I tell you when they missed that field goal, I literally fell out of my chair. Bro, fell out of my onto the ground on my knees and start thanking the Lord that we won. Last year was a horrible. It was a horrible season for me. Like, like I kept doing this all year long. Yeah, grabbing my chest. Like, like was gonna give me a dog on heart attack. Yeah, bro, that's pretty much it. Like Florida football, like players. I know some of y'all watch this podcast, as we found out. Um, can you not give us heart attacks? Like, look, look, we invested just like y'all are. We want to win just like y'all do. Please don't give us heart attacks, though, man. Yeah, I just need y'all to win at least seven games. At least seven, and I'm good. I want to win more, but if you can get the seven, hey, look, improvement. I want to at least see improvement. It's the improvement. Now, now Grand Merck's come out and somehow set the world on fire. I ain't saying he's going to do it, but if you do, look, man, hey, hey. I, I would like to get into some more stuff about that, and which which I will, but um, I'm, I'm waiting to market time. But got a lot to dissect about the offense and what this will be and what can be. Yeah, we're we going to have to dissect the film. We, when we get Marcus back on next week, yeah. I think what we're going to do is pull up all the Wisconsin film. Yeah. Break it down to what, what we break down, what we like, what we don't like. You know, we, we, we going to have to, we going to really do that and give honest, objective answers. And yeah. everybody in the group chat says, and the message boards is going off. I'm going to try and link y'all to the podcast, but Hey, tune in next week. Y'all, y'all going to tune in next week. We're going to break this film down. Yeah. So, we we gonna we gonna be objective. We we gonna say what we like, what we don't like. You know, we're gonna like legit break this down. We're gonna mm-hmm. be analysts, real analysts, not narrative pushing analysts. Yeah, we ain't gonna push on narrative. That ain't, that ain't what we want to do here. 
Yeah, unlike yeah, unlike certain somebody that's making eight million dollars a year, ESPN that just want to see a certain team just suffer. Yeah, I'm I'm about I'm about sick of this. I'm I'm about sick of being the laughing stock with him. Certain people just have a lot of agendas in there, bro. But uh, yeah, yeah. Um, you said we did one and done. We didn't do that. Now he on now he on first six says no way in hell beat 49. So oh well yeah. all right. That's him. That's him. That Prescott may not watch it. A lot of that team a lot of the rest of that team do. You ain't yeah. doing nothing but motivating them. That's all I'm gonna say. Yeah, got a talented team, bro. I can't even lie to you. And by the way, Dolphins fans might want to look at a quarterback. Get out of here, bro. Nobody wants to talk about the Dolphins, bro. Give me, give me, give me, give me a few days. Give me a few days. Give me a few weeks. Give me a month. Look, man, you know the senior bowl. Speaking of which, the senior bowl should be coming out so coming up soon. So Osiris Thorns will be playing in the senior bowl, I believe. I believe he will. Richard Garage. Um Tradine is too, right? I think Tradine is as well. Amari Barney, I believe, is playing as well. Yeah, that's a guy that deserves to be drafted. So, yeah, y'all tune into the former Gators when the Senior Bowl comes up. Probably update you next week on that, but y'all tune into that. It'll actually be in Mobile. I still have never been to the Senior Bowl. I don't know why. I, I want to get that day off one day just to go, just to actually go to the Senior Bowl one day because yeah. it's a. I just want to go for the experience, right? Like, and plus is that Land People Stadium, which is a legendary stadium in Mobile. Although I will say, um, them rubber beads in the in the turf. Lord, don't you be on that turf when it rains. That's all I'm gonna say. No good, bro. No it's, good. It screwed up my shuttle time whenever I kept slipping. Also, it's not good for your your interior cruciate. Your interior cruciate, yeah, ligament or any other ligament, cruciate. Yeah, any other cruciate, crucial, any crucial, <laughs> any <laughs> crucial ligament. <laughs> that you yeah. have in your knees. Yeah, bro, it ain't good for you. So, or even a, or even Achilles when it's dry. Nothing, nothing. Nope. Yeah. So. So yeah. Um. That um man, it's been a great episode. Uh, wish we would have had Marcus on here, but again, we're gonna keep him in our prayers. Hopefully, everything's yeah. all good. I mean, it was a last minute thing he had to do. So, and then Jerry, um, he pretty much sent kids home crying. I'm just let y'all know that now. He's coaching kids in basketball, and, yeah, he's pushing them too hard. Not even, bro. It, I, I, sh- I should be pushing them harder, but. They're five years old, man. No, no, no. These are middle schoolers. Are they Are they going to be are – they, are there any potential lottery picks? Only – the only – no, no, no. Well, um, no. Yeah, yeah. Um, you're pushing them too hard. No, last last year, last year there was there was a big time kid who's now an All American. By the way, on shop, my boy Hezekiah Kent for being a freshman All American and for Kirby Smart coming to visit him in a chopper. Get up out of there, Kirby. Get out of there. It's it's disgusting. Get, get out of there, Kirby. Before I know something. Kirby. Get out of there before I know something. If you're watching this and you're a Gator fan. Follow Hezekiah Kent and get him to come to Florida. Send love. I'm gonna throw another name out there. Follow Kobe Howard too. 
all, all these boys. Elias Williams, Kobe Howard, his guy Kent. I, I, I tell y'all all the time. I'm not feeling. I don't lie to y'all about these players in my city. I don't mm-hmm. lie to y'all about them. I do not lie to y'all about them. Me and Amy, we not we not in Miami. We not in Jacksonville. But where we are, there's like a lot of rich talent. So mm-hmm. y'all gotta y'all gotta hear us out, bro. I'm not I'm not lying to you. I'm trying I'm trying to tell you. This yeah. last year's freshman was the best player in the area, not named Azaria Thomas. He was the best. He would have been the best player in the area this year before until he got hurt. Put it this way: Raymond Cottrell from Milton, Florida, also near my area, just for signed with Texas A&M, right? Right? He did what? He signed with Texas A&M. Yeah, he signed with Texas A&M, right? <laughs> Jerry, I'm gonna let you know right now, you shouldn't laugh at Georgia. What did I miss? He's pushed out of their class. <laughs> no, I'm just laughing because of how you tried to troll us. But okay, yeah. he's at Texas A&M, right? Yeah, he's a four-star receiver, right? Top recruit. Kobe Howard be- was better than him already. That's unreal. That should tell you exactly how good this this is a kid that has offers from Florida, Georgia, Tennessee, Texas AM, Florida State, Miami, South Carolina. He has like over 20 plus offers already, and he was just a sophomore this year. My God. He got half of those offers after his freshman season, where he led the team in touch in yards and touchdowns as a freshman. Yeah, we gotta do we gotta do that too, bro. I think um it's important that people kind of know about Future 2025, 2026 kids, even past 2024. So we got to do like a little rundown of some guys, a few guys that we want to get on I our team. Will, and I don't know if Kobe's watching this right now because he's probably watching film. But if he is, what I'm going to try and do is get an exclusive one-on-one interview with him to kind of update him on his recruitment, his recovery from his injury because he missed most of last year due mm-hmm. to an injury that he suffered during the camp. So okay. – I'm trying to try get in touch with him, see if I can do a one-on-one interview with him. That try and get that out there. I'll just kind of cover some of these some of these guys because that's For one sure. that I'm really following. So yeah, we can we're we gonna try we're gonna try and get that out for y'all. We're gonna kind of do a breakdown. We we gotta get back to doing that, doing a breakdown of some of the recruits that we may want. Yeah. One guy I know of that we need to break down, um, just recently got off for 2024, Draylon Miller. That's mm-hmm. the one I want to break down the film. Okay. I won 4A player of the year in the state of Texas this past yeah, year. So we must. We must. That tells you a lot. That tells you a lot. Yep, yep. Man, another great episode. Um, who's got the song this week? I think it might be you. Oh, really? Me? Um, yeah. Well, if it is me, let me go to my exclusive playlist. That's all inclusive. But my Apple playlist, which you know, me and Apple Music, we we finna fight. We finna get ready to fight. Apple Music. They keep taking music off. Yeah, they do. They do. It's not. It's not in the um. It's not available in your region. Like, come on, man. Like, darn song yesterday, and y'all took it off. Look, they took headlines from Drake. They took that off. Like, what's going on, people? This, like, this is this this is unnecessary. This is nasty work. It, it they is. expect us to pay, and, and y'all doing this to us. 
Jerry just texted me to say to play BB Rexa. I will not do that. Play who? He said play BB Rexa. I will not do that. I'm kind of feeling. I don't know if I want to do Jeezy or Ludacris. Maybe Jeezy or Ludacris. Maybe a song with both of them on there. Luda. Yeah. Which Luda. one should be? Luda. Okay, I, I think I'm gonna do that. But it's gonna be a song where they both on there. Okay. And Jerry, you being from Georgia, you better know this one. It's, let me see this album. Can't make no promises, man. Oh, you'll know. It's from his album, Release Therapy album. I'm going to go Grew Up a Screw Up with Ludacris and Young Jeezy. I'm about to hear it and know it. Oh, oh, oh you'll know it. You'll okay. know it. Like, like once we drop this episode tomorrow, you get to the end, you, you'll know it. Okay. I'm going to go Grew Up a Screw Up, Ludacris featuring Young Jeezy. I was listening, to, and that's one of the songs they also kind of took off. I was listening to it a couple days ago. I was like, dang, I forgot how I forgot. I forgot about this song and how much it hit. But yeah, by the way, Apple Music, y'all somehow following this? Yeah, we we fighting, we fight. I'm 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 tired of paying y'all take music off. I'm tired of this. It's it's just weird. It's just it, weird, man. I got to sue y'all to get my music back. I'll do it. Like my playlist, it has like these songs that are blackened out, and I'm like, yeah, it's, it's like you listen to it the previous day, and then the next day is blacked out. Mm-hmm. Oh God, what is it? What did what did Leah just send me? Hold on. Oh, from the shade, bro. I'm gonna have to. I saw that earlier. I'm gonna have to send that to you. Oh God. I have to send that to you, and um, I got. Matter of fact, I'm gonna send something else to you real quick too. Hold on. So I'm, I'm gonna do that, but yeah, I'm gonna go with that, and um, let everybody know what they can, before we write. So let everybody know where they can follow you and. Your burner accounts and everything, because you do have a lot of them. I only got one, but um, y'all can follow me on Instagram at jlamar underscore ii, and follow my Twitter at jbreezyii, and you can follow I am breezyii on Twitter as well. You know, for trolls and giggles. It's gonna be in the group text. What I sing, hold on. Okay. You want to? You want to watch it? You want to watch once you watch that video. Once you act, like actually watch it, you are gonna start watching this dude videos every day. He funny is he funny man. I'm telling you. But um, you can follow me on Twitter at aceway one on Instagram at ace underscore wave one. You can follow the podcast page on Twitter at inside underscore swamp and on Instagram at inside underscore Ford athletics. We're gonna be back with more content as usual. Hopefully, we'll be back home again next week. Yeah, prayers, man. Should be. Pray, prayers up to Marcus. Uh, Jerry, clear your schedule, clear your calendar for Mondays and Tuesdays. Mondays and Tuesdays. Because you show me scheduling stuff. If you, hey, got, if you got to leave work early, you just got to do it. Oh, you you from drugs now. You talking money. We talking money. Use PTOs to make it up. I use PTO for actual vacations, brother. Use a little bit of PCO to make up that money. We're gonna see. <laughs> no, you 
Well, you want the ones that take off for vacation but don't actually go. No, no, no. I do vacation, but like somewhat. I know you lying. I know yeah. times when you've done it and then that photo where you just needed time off. No, no, no. It depends on what you call a vacation. I call a vacation rest. Restication. You see, you see what I mean? <laughs> you see what I mean? Cause see, I've done that. I took a yeah. whole I took a whole week off because I needed rest. Dude, that's literally you need it. You need it. Like, like today, for example, I almost walked out. It was like 10:30. I almost walked out. I was like, oh I'm not gonna do this. When I tell you it was so hot in that building, let me tell you how jacked up this air conditioning system is. See, when we need the heater, because it's cold, it's all hot doors outside, 20 mm-hmm. We need the heater. The heater don't work, but the air conditioner work. I got to cut the oven on the 400 and open it just to get some heat in there. No, that's not there, and we don't need the heater. We need the air. The heater all of a sudden want to work. The air want to go out. That's the situation we man, had. That's today. terrible. I almost, I almost walked up. I, I, look, man, I, I can't do this. I can't do this. That's the enemy, bro. Look, 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 I, I, I was like, I can't do it. I'm going to go to the boss. Like, hey, look, man, look. You know, that's, 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 that's the devil. That's the devil. Like, like we, we got Satan up in here right now just messing everything up. Like, I can't do this. It'd be like that, bro. Sometimes it'd be like stuff be tending you at work. You'd be like, let me let me go home. Let me get my mom back. I'm trying to tell you. I'm like, hold on a minute. Like, no, I'm not going to do this. Y'all ain't going to do, do this to me. I'm black. We wearing dark clothes. I'm like, no, nah, no. Nah. It don't. It don't mix. It don't that, mix. That don't mix well. No, no. Yeah, see. it don't mix, bro. Yeah, see, um, like we 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 black. Like this 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 is not gonna work. Facts. Facts. Like like they can't happen. Yeah, we we finna get up off here. Uh, some of us actually got to go to work tomorrow, while some people gonna be playing hooky. Which time? What? Jared, y'all, Jerry finna call out of work and say, you know. Oh, <clears throat> I'm just not feeling too good right now. No, bro. I got about, we got about maybe 20, 20, 20 plus patients tomorrow full of fractures and all this stuff. So it's going to be a lot. He calling out tomorrow. He ain't going to deal with that. I can't call on my, on my boy. If it was any other doctor, maybe, but I can't call on my boy. So. All right. You can hold you to that one. Yeah, man. I ain't going to do it. I ain't going to do it. See, he's saying he ain't gonna do it right now, but for some reason he's gonna get up the next morning, tomorrow morning. Like, ah, no, I'm gonna. T- this is only only on Mondays do I feel that way. Every other day I'd be all right. Real, real quick, like you ever had one of those jobs where, you know, you know, you was just you was feeling fine when you woke up, right? Then as soon as you you walk in at the job, all of a sudden you just tired. Yeah, like over that. That's that's where you know you're not in the right place. Yeah, yeah. I mean. I, I, we all been there. Even people watching this, people listening this more. We all been there. Everybody yeah. have been, been been sleep on the job. Yeah, 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 yeah we know. How to, yeah, man, like, everybody been there. You, you know, you you know you sleeping when you sleep standing up. And you can't get no energy, no matter what you do. It's just that ain't it. Yeah, yeah, man. We know I've been there. Like yeah. I, I, I was like that last week, the whole week. <laughs> If y'all did my job last week, y'all would have saw me like swinging, just, just fighting, literally fighting sleep. I was like, I'm fighting demons there. I'm fighting sleep and everything. When I say I'm fighting the hell out of sleep, I'm fighting. Yeah, it's real, bro. That fight is real. I can't lie to you. Like, I'd be, I be like 
drinking two cokes just to wake up. If that ain't working, look, man, I'm sorry. I, I got to get this coffee. Like, if you see me drinking coffee, I'm tired. You just got to take a break and, like, get get your mind in a place where you kind of, like, get energy naturally. I might have to take a mental health day one of these No, days. no, like, seriously, bro. Mental health day. I, I think I might do that one of these days. Do yeah. it. Yeah, we, yep. Yeah, everybody need everybody need one. Hey, if you need one, if you're watching this, if you listen to this, if you need to take a mental health day, do it. Yeah, do it. Cause they replace you if you know something happened to you. So take a mental health break. They ain't gonna do that in my job. They can't afford to do that right now. I I leave if me or one other one of my other coworkers, both of us, one or both of us leave. Yeah, they might be screwed. They'll find a way. <laughs> oh no 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 they won't. No they won't. Cause we got some unreliable people at my job. Oh. We got we got some of the ones that I'm calling out. I mean, like, you know, damn well you ain't sick. Yeah, yeah, I feel you. Like, like, come on, man! All of a sudden, it pop up. No, 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 it didn't. Yeah, man. You know, at that point, it's just like, what do you do from there? You just go into work, do your job, and when they come in, it's like you don't really want to talk to them, but you gotta just uh, yeah, keep the vibes right. <laughs> keep the vibes right. No, I get I get my get back. Like if somebody called on me and they supposed to be there, I'm like, all right, wait till next week when they schedule us. I get my get back too. Why are you calling on me? Think you do to me last week? Oh yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah you know that, that's the only way to go about it too. We ain't gonna hold y'all too long. Like y'all, y'all make sure y'all like, subscribe to the YouTube channel as well, follow us on there. And, and leave leave reviews. Give us like, subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you get your podcast. Leave reviews, good or bad. Hey, look, be honest. Let us know. We can take the criticism. Now, if you get disrespectful with it, we might have to pull up to your crib. But hey, um, we'll take the criticism though. But um, yeah, we gonna leave y'all as we always do. For your co-hosts Anthony Beck and Jerry Brown and Marcus Davis, we are gonna throw him in here too. Because he's not here, so we're going to have him here, too. We're going to leave you as we always do. God bless. Stay safe. Go Gators. Take care of your mentals. Tell your loved ones you love them. Take Mm -hmm. care of your loved ones. Take care of your chicken. Be safe out there. Wash your hands. And in honor of Marcus, because he's not here to do this, I'm going to say it for him. Lord, forgive me, Mom and Dad, if you watch or listen to this, forgive me for this. Wash your nasty ass. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, please do. Right after you get done with this, go wash, go wash your tail. Use soap. Use soap? Use soap. Not yeah. just a little bit. You might. Some of y'all might use a lot. But, some um, rags. <laughs> yeah, um, wear your mask out there because COVID ain't gone. COVID ain't gone. Yeah. So that, it's, up to, it's up to you, but it's hey. Yeah, you want to be part of that gangster life fighting COVID? Hey, go and do it. They, like, some of y'all ain't about that. Like y'all think y'all is to get it. To get it, yeah. To get it. Yeah, you're gonna see how much how tough you really is. But um, yeah, take care of yourselves out there. Be safe out there. You don't get into no crime, nothing. Don't do nothing stupid to the kids that's watching, listen to it. Don't be speed. aware of your surroundings and who you surround yourself with. Because who you surround yourself with is a reflection of you. That's facts. A.B. spitting facts in this pod, boy. I'm, I'm trying to tell you. You're preaching. You're preaching. You preach I'm trying to tell you. Yep. You never know. But uh, y'all be blessed out there. God bless. Have a good night. Good night, y'all.